You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Hello, pet lovers! This is Michelle Fern, host of Best Bets for Pets on Pet Life Radio. Today's show is all about a great way to teach your children about things that happen to your pets. Stay tuned. I'll explain all about it. We'll be right back. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. The young lady from the rescue delivered happy, and I panicked. She was missing hair, stinky, scabby, and I thought, what did I get us into? The cause of his issue was poor nutrition. It was neglect. The other owners didn't care enough about him to give him the nutrition he needed. But I have a vet that I trust, and she recommended Dinovite. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. I ordered the first 90-day supply, and within a couple weeks, His skin started clearing up. He didn't smell. He had more energy. He just had a glow and a bounce about him. We've been using Dinovite for the last year, and Happy the Rescue Dog is Happy the Healthy Dog. I tell all my friends who have rescues to give their dog the chance at a new start with Dinovite. It's going to pay off for you and your dog for years to come. 859-428-1000. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. I'd like to introduce Patricia Brill. She is the author of Dog Tales Collection. Welcome, Patricia. Thank you for having me. Well, thanks for being on. Now, you have written four books under the Dog Tales Collection, but before we talk about them, let's talk about first what made you think of writing these books. I know you are you have a doctorate degree, so how does that tie in with your desire to write the books? And, and um, they're all about dog tales and explaining different things that happen to dogs to children, which is a great idea. I think it's fabulous. So tell us a little bit about yourself, and then maybe we can talk a little bit more about the books. Okay. Well, I have a Ph.D. in exercise physiology and, and health education. So in 2002, I started writing books for physical therapists, occupational therapists, and older adults, and it was more of the technical books on exercise. Then I shifted gears and wrote for seniors, and then I um, finally got into writing about dogs. I wrote a book called, If Your Dog is Fat, You're Not Getting Enough Exercise. And was to try to encourage people to walk their dogs more because we have a human canine obesity epidemic going on. So then I thought I wanted to write a children's book. And we have five rescue dogs. And I thought they were just hilarious. And I thought my stories would be funny. But then I thought I want to impact the lives of children and make a difference. And so I thought, okay, the funny dog stories won't do. Um, Then I thought, well, let me start with, you know, the first book, Do Bad Dogs Get Cancer?, And, you know, just to help children understand that, you know, there's things, tools out there that, you know, can help them relate to their pets. Well, I think it's a great idea. You said if your dog is fat, you're not getting enough exercise. Did you write one about, you don't write the one about cats, right? 
No, I didn't. Okay, there's there's one with the cat title too. That's also been on Best Pets for Pets, but I like the I think oh, I like the dog title a little better. So I guess <laughs> if your if your pets are overweight, then you're not getting enough exercise because you're not out there playing and moving around with them. Right, and there's a correlation between you know obesity in humans and obesity in canines, and especially if all you do is eat, then you're going to feed your pets you know a lot of treats. So it's just you know trying to get them out. And walking more, you know, it's good for the pet's health because if they're overweight, then they're going to have so many ailments. Um, They can get cancer, diabetes, have hip problems. It's just parallel to what humans can, you know, develop being overweight. That's very true. Okay, the first book was Do Bad Dogs Get Cancer? What was the second? Don't Say Goodbye, Just Say See You. That, I think, is, now, that has to do with when your dog passes away. That's correct. Um, that was a tearjerker, but <laughs> yeah, that I could see as being, I know that there's four. The other one is the road to recovery is paved with dog treats. That's correct. And that's what and the fourth dog... one is Portia Bella's forever home. Mm-hmm. Portia Bella's forever home. Yeah. And the road to recovery is paved with dog treats. What is that one about? That's to explain to children what happens when their pet has to have surgery and the recovery process. And so it takes it through step by step. Putting the dogs to sleep doesn't mean that they're euthanizing them. It's just that they have to, you know, put give them anesthetic. And some children are worried that their pet's going to be all alone. What if someone wakes up and they're not, no one's there to help them or see them? And so it's just reassuring that their pet's going to be safe and well protected during surgery and even in the recovery process. Okay, and the last one, Portia Bella's Forever Home. What is that one about? That's about rescuing, fostering, and adopting dogs. This is a true story. This is one of our dogs, Portia Bella, who was abandoned. And so it's just, you know, what she has gone through. And the intent of this book is to try to encourage the new generation to rescue and adopt homeless pets, thus giving them a second chance in a forever home. I read all the books. I think there's just, I'm a loss for words in, in a, a little bit. I think there's some great tools in the books that are a great way to explain to children something that's a little difficult. I mean, children don't understand and comprehend like adults do, as most adults do, let's say that. And there's some great lessons in here. Don't say goodbye, just say see you. It's about our two dogs, Boxster and Turbo, and one day, well, prior in the Bad Dog. That one's a true story, too? Oh, yeah, all of them are. (laughs) I got a call from Lone Star Boxer Rescue. It's a rescue organization in Houston, and they knew we were looking for a little white boxer. So we got a call, and we went to meet her. They found three three white boxers, a brother and two sisters, abandoned in the middle of a field in Houston off a busy highway. And they were scared, so a teenager got some treats and brought them to his house. So the teenager's mother fostered them until they could be adopted. So the book goes through the process of us going and seeing Portia Bella. And she's upset because she has to leave her brothers and sisters. And she's scared to get into the van because last time she was in the van, she was, you know, abandoned. But we had waiting for her a doggy bed, treats, uh, a blanket, just everything. So she comes home, and we had four other rescue dogs at the time. And so they just all gathered in the garage and sniffed her and sniffed her. And so it's just a true story of what she went through and just encouraging her to, you know, say it's all right and you're not going to be abandoned again. This is going to be your forever home. And so all the other dogs, you know, are telling her what the rules of the house are. And so by the end of the story, she's just happy and she's settled in and she's glad she got a second chance. 
It's really cute. What would you say the age range for children is on your books? Five to eight. So it's for children starting to read or, you know, parents can read to them. How did this one come about? It came about for my mother. She would never say goodbye. She would just say see you because to her saying goodbye was final. And see, saying see you means I will see you later. So I brought that into the title of the book. And so this one, um, Boxster had an inoperable tumor and he was going to die. So Turbo was there, you know, being the best friend that he can, supporting him, but being sad and angry. And Boxster's telling him, don't be sad. Don't, you know, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to be angry. But just remember, I'll be out of pain. I'll be able to, you know, run and play with the other dogs in heaven. And then we'll see each other again. So, and it was not interesting, but my mother died of cancer. And oh. her last words were, see you. Oh, that's oh, just caretaker. Yes, but yes. But it helps understand that it's okay to be mad or angry, but everything will turn out all right. What What are some of the, I mean, I just think these are great books. They're, you know, they're great for children. They're easy to read. They're for everyone that's listening, since you can't really see a picture. Unless, if you go to Best Bets for Pets site, you can, of course, or Pet Life Radio and go to the Best Bets for Pets tab. But they're, what, about Eight by eight inches. They're soft cover, glossy. They're you know four color, all color books. Four color means all color, everyone. So they're all color. They're colored full books, and they have great. The graphics are great, and you know it's written simple enough for children to understand, and and written in a even the sad one is written positively, which that comes from your background. You know, that's what I think as ways as a good way to explain to children something, you know, that could be sad or devastating. You know, if you say it on a positive note, it's not so bad. Right. And I think I have to give um, Kurt Walstead, the illustrator, credit because he just did an incredible job, you know, with these books. And I think, you know, when children see the illustration, it can help them understand the concept better than just hearing it from their parents. So this, these are good tools for parents to sit down with their children and explain different things. Right. And, you know, I mean, this can even be impactful to explain things that happen to people. You know, people get cancer, people have surgery, you know. Right. People are adopted, people pass away. So I don't know if it'd be too complicated for children five to eight for understanding the concept, you know, dogs to people and, and that sort of thing. But I think there's just some great ideas here. Now, are there any other, any books on the horizon to add to the Dog Tales collection? <laughs> I can't decide. Well, I volunteer at the Bay Area Pet Adoptions. It's the only no-kill shelter in Gallatin County. And they want to start a reading program where children that have difficulty reading will come and read to the dogs in the kennels. And that'll help the kennel enrichment program, you know, soothe the dogs because they just get anxious being in the cage all the time and help children read. Because what we found is that children sometimes are embarrassed to read in front of their class if they don't read as well as the other kids. So they'll go home and read to their dogs. So I'm not sure what the topic will be. And another topic might be bullying. I'm going to have a little focus group with the children in the neighborhood because they've read all these books. And, yeah, I want to see what they're going through, what issues they have. That's a good idea. Do you have any plans to add cats? Um, yeah, <laughs> I've been asked to. And the um, Road to Recovery's Pay with Dog Treats has a cat in it. That was my first cat. So now I think I'll do cats and dogs because, you know, some children have both or they'd rather see the cats and not the dogs. But I think it'll give it more diversity by putting, you know, the different animals in there. 
the um, the studio, we, we used to have more dogs than cats, and that's slowly changing. We're going to be soon a three-cat, two-dog family here, which is, I grew up as a dog person, so I very cat lovers out there, but, you know, Dennis is like, he thinks he's a part dog or something, and he's a big cat, so... Bernadine Cruz, one of our show hosts, she goes, they're like potato chips. You can't have just one. And I know that your background is in, you know, exercise physiology, but we're talking cats. So, yeah, it's true. You get one, you're like, oh, well, let's get one for a friend. And let's, you know, same with dogs. You know, it's you have one, then they have a buddy. And when you're rescuing them, it's really hard to set a limit, I think, on, well, I'll just have one and that's it. Unless you live in a place and that's all you can have. How many do you have? How right. many, what's your pet's uh, home? Right now we have four dogs. Two are male boxers, Turbo and Cayman. And then we have the little white boxer, Porsche Bella. And we have what I call her, well, she's half lab, half German short-haired pointer. So I call her a pointador. It's not AKC <laughs> recognized, but <laughs> I still like the pointador. But they all get along, and we have a huge backyard that abuts the marina. So they like, you know, barking at the ducks that go by and, you know, watching the boats. Well, that's great. That's great. Yeah. Isn't it funny how now I have a thing for Australian shepherds and border calling mixes. I don't know why. I just do. How did you start with your love for boxers? Oh, my husband had boxers all his life. And um, he, oh, he's had, oh, I don't know, probably 10 or 12 you know, before this, these four we have now. And so it was just, I just fell in love with the boxers. I never had, um, you know, pets when I was young. So then it wasn't until I met him and then just, you know, loved the boxers. And, but all of them were rescue. But Carrera, the point of door, um, we found her in the bushes in the front yard. Someone had just let her go. You know, no tag, no microchip and no lost posters. So we kept her. That's the same thing with Dennis. No tag, no microchip, no posters, looked everywhere. And you know what I also like, too, just to go back to one of the books when you talk about, you know, adoption and how it says with with animals, you say it in a nice way. I don't know if I could find the exact page right now. You don't say that. Here she says, I don't have a name. Uh, she whimpered when the teenage boy found us. We didn't have a collar with a name tag or microchips and no one who knew who we were, where we lived. Or a Chevron a few pages before that he was abandoned behind a dumpster, but they rescued me. It's here it says our last owner, you know, dropped us off, never came back for us. And we waited and we were so hungry. How do you know I won't be abandoned again? I mean, it's it's written in a way, but it's not accusing and, you know, you never know why someone abandons a pet like that or an animal. I You don't know. I can't understand that, but I'm not going to point fingers at anybody out there. You know, it could be someone passed away and the pet just was let go, which is crazy because you can always bring them to a no-kill shelter. I can't right. wrap my head around that. I can't. To me, it's like if I put my human child out on the street and said, okay, bye, I, I just can't do that, which is why our pet family just grew by two, maybe three. But, you know, what can you do, you know? But, right. but it's, Some people think that's the only solution, you know, just abandoning them. 
And you would think in this day and age with every, you know, their internet, there's so many ways to research no kill shelters and, and ways you could just go to Humane Society. There's so many places you could drop off, no questions asked, here you go. There's so many low cost vaccination places out there. There's even certain programs that counties do at certain times of the year at no charge. And there's so many rescue organizations that it's hard to understand. But you do a great job of explaining all of these different issues that affect dogs to um, and explaining them to children. Where can people... Thank you. You're welcome. Where can people find your books? They can go to Amazon, Barnes & Noble online, Walmart online, or if they want more information, they can go to my website. But Amazon, you can go to the author's page and it describes each book and you know just tells you know, what each one is about. Okay, so and we have more books to look forward to in the near future, Patricia, as well as maybe a cat book. There's a lot of cat lovers yeah. out there, so I know I'm going to hear about from the cat lovers, like, where's the cat books? How come there aren't cat books? So I'll we'll just start the cat tail collection. Yeah. Yes, that would be a great idea. Patricia, thank you so much for coming on Best Bets for Pets and telling us about the Dog Tales collection. There's four great books that do a great job of explaining different issues that affect your dogs to children. So thank you so much. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thank you for the opportunity to get the word out about my books. What a great show. I'd like to thank my producer, Mar- I'd like to thank, what a great show. It was so nice to have author Patricia Brill on Best Bets for Pets. Her books are fabulous for teaching young children about different ailments that and situations that can happen to your dogs. I'd like to thank Dennis, Nikki, Charlotte. We have a new team member and Mr. Z for listening because I read all the books to them. So they had a good time. And I'd like to thank my producer, Mark Winter, for making me and my guests sound good. Keep listening. There's always some great products for your whoops and meows out there coming soon. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.